like people think it's so easy to just be yourself but what they don't understand is that there are policies in place literal policies in place at a government level or at a at a work level that's force us to not be ourselves the yankees have this idea of what a professional baseball player is supposed to look like they don't wow. allow their players that to, to grow facial hair and it's not just with the yankees right in financial institutions they don't let you do that um the certain police forces they don't let you do that and it's, and it's around this idea of what a professional is supposed to look like but if you look wow. at the, the definition of professionalism it's the skill and and capacity or aptitude to to be a professional it has nothing to do with what you look like right mm -hmm. so i'm trying to challenge that stereotype but also raise awareness for some of these high-level policies that force us to fit into this certain mold mi gente dímelo what up what up welcome to another episode of the quien do podcast brought to you by plural you already know it's your boy pavel bringing you another special episode with a different type of guest this week on the podcast we you actually have me i actually did my first TV interview for Plural, and I'm excited to share it with you all. It's with a local news station, BronxNet TV. Uh, it was a quick interview. It's about 10 minutes, so I'm just going to jump right into the episode. Welcome back. How often have you been afraid to be yourself in social and professional settings? Our next guest created a platform to redefine professionalism by empowering authenticity within Latinx communities. Joining us now to share more is Pavel Martinez, founder and CEO of Plural. Welcome, Pavel. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Claro. So for those who don't know, I gave a little bit of, you know, background of Plural, but can you tell us about, um, about it and your mission? Yeah, so Plural is a lifestyle brand. As you mentioned, our mission is to redefine professionalism for Latino, Latina, Latinx communities, because the research shows that three out of four of us in professional settings suppress parts of our identity, whether it's mm -hmm. how we speak, how we show up, um, so many different facets, facets of our identity. And I think it really boils down to, we have been trained to believe, we have been taught that so many parts of our identity aren't professional. So I'm trying to change that. That is very true. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, how did your own experiences lead to the creation of Plural? Can you share? Yeah, like I said, I, I've been trained at a young age to be essentially to 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 understand that my that who I am is unprofessional. I mean, at a very young age, I saw my mom blow drying her hair every morning before going to work because mm -hmm. she wanted to be more like her coworkers at work with straight hair. My grandfather told me most mornings, "Do you see CEOs with beards? Do you see presidents with beards? Do you see them with do rags, tattoos, sagging their pants?" Mm -hmm. No, right? And I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to protect me from people's negative perceptions. But at the same time, what they were trying to tell me was that who I was was unprofessional. And what I should be doing is be more white. Mm. I hear that because I feel like I've also, you know, encountered uh, those type of things. And now, you know, in my adult age, I find that I'm self-identifying more. I'm I'm like not assimilating as much as I used to. Like your mom, I used to straighten my hair. And now I'm just like, you know what? Let's keep the pajon. No, we're not going to smell like, like cabello quemado, hair, you know, burnt and everything, you know? So we... I love this platform in particular and learning about it, you know, because it's something that so many of us have been faced with, um, especially in professional settings, just trying to fit in a box, you know? So, you know, thank you for that. So your platform also sells merch. You have a shirt, right? A sweater right now that says Fulano. And <laughs> we all know what that means in our culture. Can you talk to us about the retail side of Plural? Um, I want to share that I personally identify as a sinvergüenza. So I love <laughs> like that, you know, that sinvergüenza uh, merch that you have as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, most all of the merch has 
some sort of meaning behind it. Um, and it's all around this idea around professionalism and the conflict that we often face between authenticity and professionalism. Funny enough, the Sinvergüenza um, merch, that design, it's actually intentionally spelled incorrectly. You'll okay. notice that there's no accent mark on the U. And people trash me online and say like, hey, it's misspelled, like they can't even get this right. And what I actually misspelled it intentionally to explain to people that most of the time we suppress who we are because we're trying to fit in, right? Mm -hmm. So I intentionally suppressed that accent on the U to open up the conversation because if it was spelled correctly, I would never I would never be able to have that opportunity to have that conversation around the mission. They'll just buy it because it's cool. So I really want our, our merch to really open up a dialogue. Another one that's up there is a design of the Yankees with beards. And people are like, why do the Yankees have beards? Is this their quarantine look? And I'm like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Like people think it's so easy to just be yourself, but what they don't understand is that there are policies in place, literal policies in place at a government level or at a, at a work level that's force us to not be ourselves. The Yankees have this idea of what a professional baseball player is supposed to look like. They wow. don't allow their players that, to, to grow facial hair. And it's not just with the Yankees, right? In financial institutions, they don't let you do that. Um, the certain police forces, they don't let you do that. And it's, and it's around this idea of what a professional is supposed to look like. But if you look wow. at the, the, the definition of professionalism, it's the skill and, and capacity or aptitude to, to be a professional. It has nothing to do with what you look like. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm trying to challenge that stereotype, but also raise awareness for some of these high level policies that force us to fit into this certain mold. Wow. So I didn't know about the Yankees thing. Um, and, you know, when they pick up a lot of these young players, these hopefuls from the R sometimes often. Right. Because uh, our culture has so many amazing athletes when it comes to baseball. They they see them with their beards. They see them in their natural selves and they try to just like assimilate. They try to like, you know, condense them into this this box. So that's very interesting. I didn't know about that. So I wanted to ask you um, what a work persona versus the authentic self is, if you can help us define that for our viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's comical, but also really sad because you know uh, I'd say like my most authentic self is when I don't feel the need to censor myself, mm. um, and when I like my work persona is I've gone to the extent of assigning myself homework on the weekends to instead of listening to Bad Bunny or Jay Z or watching Insecure, I would force myself to listen to Bruce Springsteen or watch like three, four seasons of Riverdale, just to be able to go into work on Monday. And when someone asked me what I do that weekend, I would have something relatable to say. Wow. Because how you advance in corporate America, at, the, at some level, we all have the same skill set, but how you really advance is building relationships with senior leaders. Yeah. So at the very least, like I just wanted to be accepted in a tech industry, which for the most part, isn't that diverse, probably mm -hmm. like 5% Latino, Latina, another 5% black. So I was, I was a chocolate chip in this, sort of glass of milk, if you will, right? So I wanted to be accepted so that I can continue moving up in, in corporate America because when I was my authentic self, I would receive microaggressions and, and racism. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't hear senior leaders talking about smoking hookah and bottle popping on the weekends, but there's nothing illegal about it, but I would feel ashamed for, for certain activities that are just culturally representative. Yet these are the same people that go to music festivals and Burning Man and talk openly about popping Molly. So I don't see the difference in it where one is actually, well, actually one is illegal. And what I did is just legal, having fun. That is a fact. And a lot of the times the way we speak 
is is often judged you know like the way we talk and the way we represent ourselves in in these uh, settings i've often seen like people question like the way i say things because you know at the end of the day we're bilingual it's a skill you know so we sometimes we put in the little accent every now and then and that's okay you know i don't want people to think especially the youth to think that anything is wrong with the way that they speak and the way that they identify and represent themselves um so what is your take on the importance of diversity and inclusivity in the workplace and how can a company get it right yeah, I think companies need to start it early. Um, you see a lot of companies after they they make it big and reach a certain amount of revenue, that's when they start looking back and say, we need to fix things. Mm -hmm. Like rather than fix things, I think they need to start early. Um, but I think most importantly is that company need, companies need to stop looking at diversity as a social good and look at it as a business imperative. Mm -hmm. It is instrumental to companies' success to hire diverse talent. They make the best products. Um, there, there's so many studies on on it driving better performance. Yeah. Let me find out that Plural is going to be a consulting firm for these companies <laughs> at some point. <laughs> so what message would you give someone who is struggling with being themselves in a social setting, uh, whether that be working, dating, in friendships, et cetera, if you know a youth person, somebody young is listening now or anyone who's just having issues with that? Yeah. I'd say that everyone has a different definition of authenticity and it's really mm -hmm. important for you to find your definition and what authentic version of yourself you want to portray. Um, and I want people to know that you don't have to do it alone. Um, I'd say the one of the best resources that I had that helped me get to where I wanted to be um, was therapy. Um, mm -hmm. I've been in therapy for like four years now and it really helped me understand like so many little um, situations that happened when I was younger that really helped shape who I am now, but it also helped me communicate my emotions. Um, and that's something that isn't necessarily um, uh, seen as like a strength in our community, but I've been put in situations where I was labeled as aggressive at work, um, where I've raised, I raised my voice in a certain manner. Um, and I had this really interesting conversation with my therapist and where she was like, were you, were you being loud in that situation? And she was like, and I was like, you know what? I probably was. And she's mm -hmm. like, that's okay. You know, people that are loud, that's typically the voice of the unheard, right? Mm -hmm. I could have easily avoided that situation and I could have said, hey, teammates or whatever, like I feel unheard. I would prefer if you all hear me out and take my opinion into consideration X, Y, and Z. But I feel like we get labeled as aggressive before we can get to the point where we can, we can communicate our emotions and communicate who we want to be seen as for our authentic selves. Um, most people don't get to that point. They just get to that, those negative sort of microaggression um, racism situations. Right. And, you know, often the the difference between aggression and assertiveness is not defined at work. You know, uh, we just get labeled that and that's it. <laughs> so you do have a podcast where you talk about many of these things. It's called Quien Tu Eres. Uh, what, type of, uh, what types of topics have you covered on the podcast and how can people listen to it? Yeah, the podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple, et cetera. Um, again, our mission is to redefine professionalism. And what we do is um, we really tell stories that go untold around how people in our community navigate authenticity versus professionalism. And when you think about these stories, um, they really do go untold. When they are told, they typically go anonymous. So I was very intentional about people on my podcast um, being able to put a face to these stories and also a name to these stories. Because um, when you think about it, a lot of these stories told about microaggressions and racism and all of these certain experiences in at work, they're told anonymously on, on platforms like Glassdoor, right? So I wanted to be intentional because when I told people my experience, they thought it was just me. They were like, this will never happen to other people, right? 
I was like, no, no, like this is a big problem. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do, I, I quickly understood why people went anonymous. There was actually this Fulano shirt was inspired by a guest that wanted to remain anonymous because he feared retaliation from his coworkers wow. and just him explaining his experience in corporate America. Um, and he just decided to make, remain anonymous. I honored that fact, but it wasn't something that I, that I thought I would have to deal with going into it. I thought it would just be our personal experiences, but then I quickly realized how fearful we are to talk about some of these because we don't know how our coworkers are going to react. So when you think about diversity, yes, that's one part of the equation, but diversity by inclusion is just a waste, waste of time. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for sharing, Pavel. And you know, before we go, where can we stay in touch and support Plural? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, listen to the Quintuera's podcast, uh, brought to you by Plural, wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to add me on LinkedIn at Pavel Martinez. Thank you so much for your time today and for sharing more about your platform. Thank you. Thanks. Pavel Martinez is the founder and CEO of Plural. Again, you can visit Plural.com. Is it .com? Mm -hmm. All right, Plural.com and follow at Plural on social media. Well, that's all for our show today. I'm your host, Sonji Lopez, wishing you and your safety and wellness now and always. See you next time.